Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 73 of the Red Light Hockey Podcast. I'm Liam. I got Paul with us today, and we have our producer with us. We got Joe. How are you all doing today? What's going on, gentlemen? Uh, first of all, I'd like to welcome Joe to the show. He's a new producer. Thank you. So, thank you very much. I guess executive producer, producer, I don't know what you want to call yourself. I Give yourself a title. I don't care. Cool. CEO. Uh, that's funny. CFO. All right, I'll accept that. I'm the only person that actually puts money into this podcast, so. All right, you're right. I'm not going to pay you any money. <laughs> uh, Paul, how are you doing? Very mediocre. Very mediocre, okay. Yes. You're dancing like you're at the disco from the 70s. Se- what? Anyway. I-, I think he's still trying to cope with Boston getting knocked out. Yeah, I mean, Boston is the ultimate losers of the playoffs this year. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw that on, uh, on Facebook tonight. On a hockey page, it was because Boston lost to Carolina. Carolina lost to New York, yeah. and Tampa lost to Colorado. I, I don't know. I'm a Toronto fan. I'd still say Toronto's the biggest loser out of this. I mean, Toronto is just Toronto. Also, explain to me this, Joe. How do you go from cheering for the Canadian Marial to the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Toronto Maple Leafs? So actually, I, I grew up uh, in a, a Leafs family. And I was a Leafs okay. fan growing up. And then I went rebellious and decided to go Ottawa because I was stupid. Um, then I went Montreal because of Carey Price and the PK Subban. And uh, I always really loved Price. I'm a goaltender myself. I actually have a plaque somewhere around here of him. Um, yeah, I was always because of Price, really. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, when they traded Subban and there was all the uh, – and you know controversy on the possibility of racism and everything kind of put a sour taste in my mouth and then when they started hiring or well they, when they hired the boston guy ah yeah you know i can't can't support going to the the enemy and i always had a thing for toronto still so it just felt natural that's fair that's a very fair way to get to it uh first off i guess we'll recap the final round of the series, the Stanley Cup Finals, which Colorado ended up winning. So Colorado are your Stanley Cup champions, which ultimately makes the Boston Bruins the ultimate losers of this year's playoffs. Apparently. So, uh, first off, what do you guys think of the series? I'll send it over to you, Paul, for how did you find the series? I thought it was good. It was fun. It was... It. Honestly, it felt a little weird to me. It didn't feel like there was much heated hockey like there normally is in the finals. Yeah, yeah, because I, I think what it was, too, is the fact that Colorado and Tampa are both very skilled teams. So it was a lot more skill hockey and that kind of stuff than more instead of that greasy beat, your, beat the crap out of your opponent type hockey. Dirty hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Hockey, it was hockey, it, I like. the Boston hockey, you know? <laughs> It wasn't the rough stuff that it normally is in the finals. I found like there wasn't, there was scrums after the whistle, but it wasn't after every whistle. Like it normally is in the finals. It wasn't a Philly Philip. It wasn't a Philly Pittsburgh type. Yeah. And that's normally what I get from the finals. That's what it seems to always be like. And that's fun for me, but it didn't, if this series was still good, I'm not taking anything away from it. It was still a lot of fun, but I didn't feel the hatred. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, what's go ahead? Yeah, I mean to add on that, like 
that's the thing. It didn't feel like there was enough, uh, like didn't have the motivation. Like every, every year it's a do or die, right? All these guys are putting everything on the line. Like, like people score goals, broken bones, go out there and put everything on the line. And it just didn't feel like they had that, that, that drive. It just felt like, you know, you got injured. You'd still just go get off the ice. It was like every, every other game. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah uh, guys. Like, obviously we shouldn't be supporting players going out playing injured and still playing. Oh, for sure. Player safety is a big issue. Yeah. It's, but that's normally what happens. Guy gets hit or gets hit low by the puck. He shakes it off, goes to the bench, doesn't go down the hallway. This, he had a lot of players going down the hall instead of trying to shake it off, which was, again, really weird, but it is what it is. Yeah, of course, player safety is a big thing, of course, but it just didn't seem like they had that motivation and drive to push through. Also, what do you guys think of the whole thing that uh, apparently Colorado was allegedly – or purposely shooting pucks at Tampa's defensemen to injure them in the last two games. Sorry, I didn't get that. I had a phone call come through. So in the last two games, allegedly um, Colorado were shooting at the defensemen instead of at the net to uh, try to injure the defensemen. Allegedly. I don't buy that. I don't think that's the case. Yeah. like. Go ahead. That's a stretch to me, if anything. If you're shooting and it hits somebody, if you're shooting from the point and it hits somebody, that happens so often that I, you're not going to shoot for somebody's legs. You're going to shoot for the net if you're shooting. I mean, what's the point, right? And even on top. Yeah. And, but uh, again, that's, again. The, that's the rumors that they were saying about the whole. That's what at least the Tampa guys are complaining about. But again, you complain about anything to try to give yourself an edge, right? So the yeah. Tampa, it seemed like the Tampa players were really whiny during this playoffs. Like they, after every whistle, it seemed like they were complaining about something, which I get. You're you're frustrated. You're trying to win, but it was a lot. Well, I mean, even then, when they're talking about the, uh, oh, they were intentionally trying to injure us type thing, um, you're talking about guys shooting from the point. Most of the time, those are defensemen. They don't have that accuracy. They don't, they're not, when they aim, they're not really always hitting where they're trying to aim, right? And this is a a small little piece of vulcanized rubber. You're hitting to, you know, as hard as you can. Your accuracy is not going to be on, on par all the time. You're going to hit people. People are going to get hurt like there's no benefit to trying to injure somebody because it's just as if you're shooting at them anyways it's it's even smaller because it's a guy's leg or something yeah yeah Yeah. that's that's exactly the point uh but again like i said i was just quoting what the some of the tampa guys were saying but again you nailed the you nailed the coffin on the head when you said that uh, a lot of the Tampa guys seem to be a lot more whiny this series than most other series, I don't know if it's the Corey Perry effect. Which, speaking of Corey Perry, he's the first player in history to lose three straight Stanley Cup finals. Oh, guy. That's got to be a feeling. But yeah. he also already has a cup from earlier in his career, so at least at least it's not like Marion Hosa. Oh, that curse. <laughs> 
At least Perry has one cup. And then, yeah, Hosel went on to win three. So, I mean, that... Yeah, that's yeah. true. He did break that. He did break curse, but <laughs> but you got you got to the the superstitions got to start kicking in at that point. You start you start blaming yourself. Well, Corey Perry is the second most superstitious player in the NHL according to oh. uh, voting. Then that's even oh. worse for him because he's the most guy. he's the second most superstitious guy behind Crosby. Yeah, he. Have you ever like watched uh, like? Team videos like backstage videos of him. Of who? A Perry or Crosby? Perry. Yeah. He has to touch the 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 top of the door frame before going <coughs> out, and all this other stuff. Like it's it's crazy. It it's a lot to keep track of yeah, with him. I, I mean, a lot of players are very superstitious, especially goaltenders. I mean, Joe, you're also a goaltender yep. like myself, so yep. you probably get it. Yeah, I have a strict ritual. Yeah. Everybody don't talk to me. Headset on, motivation, getting ahead. You know, there's a very specific set of rules that you have to follow for a game, and if you don't follow them, it's not gonna work. I got a, I got, I got a playlist I have to listen to, like four songs I have to listen to before every game. Yeah, yeah you, you goaltenders are just another beast, though. Like I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Well, I mean, you got to think. You want to. You want to go after the guy who's putting his face in front of that piece of rubber coming at him at a hundred and what? He's got to be crazy a bit, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, then still obviously talking NHL, all that kind of stuff. Uh, in the series at one point in the game yesterday, I think Tampa was on the three defensemen. I don't know if you guys caught that. Uh, I didn't. No. I don't think yeah. I caught that, no. Like there was some of the guys gone back to the, to the locker room because of injuries and blocking shots and everything. They were literally down the three defensemen. They had Hedman, Sergachev, and McDonough, and that's it. Well, at least they had their top three ones, right? Yeah, well, they, had their, their, they had their, their whole left, left side. side. Yeah. yeah. But still, those are the top three defensemen on Tampa. I mean, the other ones, yeah, they're good. But I, those are the number three, like the, the one, two, threes. I argue – Cernak's my bit better than no, Cernak. no way, no way. Don't even try that, you Habs fan. I wouldn't say Chernak has anything on Sergachev or McDonough, and definitely not Hedman. No, oh, I mean, it, nobody on the team is better than Hedman as far yeah, as defense. No way. Cernak is number four. Cernak, and then probably, I don't know. I want to say Kale Foot, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> probably Jan oh, Ruda. Oh, about, um, I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, uh, oh, what's his first Zach name? Zach Bogosian. Really? You're talking about Bogosian? I thought, I thought you were talking about no, actually. I, I meant Cal Foot. I want to say Cal Foot is their fifth, but I know I'm wrong in saying that. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say Bogosian is their fifth, and then Ruda, and then. Bogosian and uh, Foot are like six and six A. Yeah. See, speaking of defensemen, I gotta mention Kale McCarr. Oh, oh my God, man! This guy is a defenseman and came out with more points than anybody on the Colorado Avalanche at the end of the playoffs. That's an accomplishment. Yeah. And the other people that have more points than him were in the whole playoffs were uh, McDavid and uh, Dreisaitl. Gee, that's got to say something, though, for a defenseman to have that offensive, you know, oh. contribution. 
as well as he's by far, everybody can say he's an outstanding defender. He's, he has still moments. He needs to develop. But with the he's arguably the best defenseman in the National Hockey League right now. Yeah. And according to you, Liam, he's going to be better than Bobby Orr. No, no I said he's. I said no. He's the next don't even Orr. try that. You said he's going to be better than Bobby Orr. I said he's the next coming of Bobby Orr. I would say that you can't really compare the two because there's two different generations of hockey. Plus, Bobby yeah, Orr is but... one of the top three, top three greatest players of all time. Yeah, the top problem three. about comparing players of all time is you're comparing. Not top five. Stop saying that, you motherfucker. Well, problem with three. Pro- problem with comparing, three. Probably problem, problem with comparing all times though is the generational difference in hockey. Like you look at Wayne Gretzky, nobody nobody's really ever gonna come close for a while to breaking any of his records. And it's not due to skill, it's due to just the way the hockey's developed and, and changed yeah, throughout yeah. years. You're right. But if you're comparing the like, overall skill all the time and all that kind of stuff, uh, you obviously compare a lot of factors, right? Like I, I think McDavid has more skill. Than Gretzky does. Oh, for sure. Raw, raw talent. However, I think Gretzky had a much, much higher hockey IQ. Which uh, I think that's why I think Gretzky's hockey IQ is what made him such a great player more than his skill. Because he was able to be like 10 steps ahead of everybody else in the ice. Yeah, I'd say which that's also fair. which is also what made like all the I'd say the top five players of all time be the top five players of all time is their hockey IQs. I'd say it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. Whoever you see, whichever order you put your top five in, that's how they are in the top five and why they're in the top five, or even the top ten of all time. They're all very high hockey IQ players. Um, Whereas McDavid, yes, he's a very good player. He's actually outstanding talent-wise, but his hockey IQ isn't on par with that top five of all time. Yeah, for sure. Or to be proven yet. I would say um, McDavid, uh, I, I, I wouldn't even be able to compare him to Wayne Gretzky because it's just too separate. And But the thing is, yeah, saying all time. Yeah, they're, I'd both, say they're both Oilers, and they both sure. were numbers in the 90s. It, you, I, I don't like comparing current players to retired players anyway. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why I think the you referring to – Kale McCarr is Bobby Orr. I don't like that. I don't like comparisons in players. I, I drives me insane. That's fair. That's fair. Now, so, if you want to compare a team to a team, that's one thing. Okay. Like if you want to take, if you want to take Colorado Avalanche from this year to and compare them to Tampa two years ago when they won their first cup, that's fine. If you want to go down the list and see. Who's better than who? Where? That's fine. Something I think like that. this Colorado team reminds me of the 71 Canadians. You weren't even around 71. No, but I mean, as far as like talent on the team. Or See, maybe you were, were maybe compare, you're a vampire. If I were to compare, I would say they remind me of... I want to say Chicago when they had their dynasty, but not No, not completely. no. They're not like they're better than that. That's the thing. Like if you look at the, like, at the Colorado team, that's what I'm saying. The 71 Canadians. That, that's what I'm saying though. But my problem comparing them to the, the Chicago dynasty is I feel like they are 
have been in this position for just so long that it's it's even if they're better than Chicago Dynasty, they've kind of like missed their their window. I feel like this might be the one cup. Maybe they'll get a second one, but they're not going to have that that stretch that, that you know Chicago Dynasty had or the LA Kings had going uh, over and over again in the playoffs. I feel like this might be a one and done or maybe two, and they're going to. I think you're. I think you're wrong with that. Uh, simply been the fact that all the players are very young. And most I like of them are the comparison, up. though, because yes, the but- goaltending is very questionable, just like it was in Chicago. Chicago seemed to have a new goalie every year. Yes, but even then, right. going into the young players, is you got to understand that now you've got contracts coming up. Right. And so they may not be expiring this year, but maybe next year. And these that's- players are going to, they're going to want a lot because of their talent. And you're going to lose that's- a lot of that talent. That's what I was getting into. Right, so most of these guys are already signed up for a long term, with the exception of Kadri and McKinnon. Um, now, McKinnon, after the game last night in the press conferences, he said straight up, "I'm willing to sign this guy again to win more of these cups. I want more." Which is McKinnon's mantra: he wants to win. Yeah, for sure, but I don't think McKinnon is. You know, he might say that he's willing to sign take less, just like Tavares did with Toronto. But I don't think. Colorado is going to be able to give them enough money to for it to even be considered that because they're going to have to. They've got a I mean, lot of work to do. He signed at six point seven. That's yeah, yeah but he I, signed I guess at that's six. True, but you got to. He sorry, signed at six point seven when he was like very. I. I would I don't say when he say, signed six point seven, he was still pretty good. But he, he wasn't was pretty player. good, but he wasn't. He wasn't known to be like what he is now. I think like, he's the heart of that team. He's gonna he's gonna wanna make that known with his contract. I don't, I don't know. Look at Gabriel Landerskog's contract. He's a captain. Look what he signed for. Seven point. Yeah, but again, Landerskog has never been that top guy. Like he Landerskog's a name, but he's not the the face, you know? Yeah, he's yeah. not he's not gonna go out and get you 90 points every year. Landerskog. I agree, but I, I, I honestly think. McKinnon will stay at a team-friendly deal. That's what McKinnon said he's going to do. He models his career after Crosby. It's what Crosby did at Pittsburgh. I think McKinnon gets well, – he'll take nine, I think. Nine. I just – I, you know what? I love McKinnon. Eight. I, I just eight. don't want to see a Duchesne. I don't want to see a Duchesne, you know, another Duchesne. Also, can we talk about Landeskog and Eric Johnson, how they just feel – they've been there forever, but they feel like background players? Die. That's sad. Yeah, that's big. That is like, a big thing. They both have been there for, I think, at least 10 years. For Johnson. Eric Johnson's the longest. Yeah. yeah. I think well, he was there for 13. I'm not sure. No, no. the only guy who's been there longer is, uh, I think, McDermott. No, Johnson's the longest. Really? Huh. McDermott. Yeah. Johnson's definitely the longest. Um, I think he's at 13 or so, but I know that he's longest for a fact. I don't know who the second one is, but you got to think. When you think of Colorado, he's not even a name you think of, really. Not right off the top yeah. of your head. Couple I, think of like, of I think of him right off the top of my head. Well, I, yeah, remember, because, I remember him being... I because him you're, being, you're a hardcore hockey guy, and when you when no, off the top of your head, we have like 20 players go through our head right away. I mean, I'm a hardcore hockey guy, too. Yeah. The thing is, when I think of Colorado, I'm thinking McKinnon. I'm thinking, uh, you know, McCarr. Landeskog, I don't really think Landeskog's too much of a background player, as you say. I think he's more about, you know, he's not mentioned as much as he should be. 
but definitely Johnson doesn't make that impact to to where yeah. I, I really think of him off the top. In this I think playoffs, Taves more. Yeah, in this playoffs, I feel like he got uh, Landishkog got passed by uh, Burakovsky and Nikushkin because how much they were mentioned. It was not that. The- Landeskog was doing nothing, but those guys were in the play and it's getting weird. goals and getting important so, goals. So is Landeskog. The thing with Landeskog is he's a steady Eddie guy. He's expected to do it. He does what he's expected to do. The reason why Burkowski and Natrushkin were mentioned so much more, in my opinion, is simply due to the fact that they're not they're not normal guys to step up and do what they did. And yeah, they stepped up and they, they all performed. They're bottom yeah, six. They stepped up. That's yeah, why. I would say they stepped up. I wouldn't say they overperformed because it's they're like when both he, good players. Yeah, it's like if you were to take Crosby and and do the whole Brandon Russ situation. You don't expect Brandon Russ to do as well as he did, but you expect Crosby to do as good as he does. So yeah, Landeskog right. has that expectation. There's other guys don't. Right. So when like, they uh, shine, example, they shine. For example, uh, I think a couple of years ago when he played for Boston, it was Noel Chari. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we look at him now. Look at him in Florida. He's in the fourth line on Florida, but he got a big payday because he did so well in Boston. And now they're looking to Florida now. I thought he was in Buffalo. No, No, he's in Florida. Are you thinking of Anders Bjork, who was in the Hall trade? No, no, no. There's somebody with an A that's in Buffalo that I know. Uh, Raspis Asklin. Oh, it doesn't matter. But, uh, but. All I know is, is yeah, Landeskog has that expectation. When he shines, it's expected. Those guys, when they shine, it's it's big because you don't expect that from them. And then when they shine, they get a payday out of it. Yeah, too. Yeah, nice bonus. Which I like. I think in a couple of years, Jakub Brana will be one of those guys. By the way, is Bur- is Burkowski on a contract year, or is it is he signed? I believe They're... he's on a contract year. He's a UFA. Yeah, yeah so that's UFA another reason why you want to shine too. Big money the coming up. So is the true skin. Exactly. Yeah. Those guys shine on contract years. Every, it's a thing that always happens. That year when you're yeah. about to sign a new contract, you got to do even better to get the big bucks. Exactly. So that's that's that. But if you keep going down the list here in Colorado, like the defense, that, that, that defensive core is insane. Oh, so my got, God. I hear talk. Oh, I can't wait till Byram develops. You got yeah. Byram. You got, you got Jidal. You got Caves, you got <clears throat> Makar, you got Johnson. You got the other Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Bro, yeah, if they're come... stacked. They're a powerhouse yeah. team, bro. They've got the, the solid That's... defense. They've got offense to, to throw away. That only issue is they need to get that solid gold sending. They can't have these two I think... back and forth. Also, you know who else is going to be UFA in the next year, I think? Who? Eric Johnson. Uh, I don't think he's going to go anywhere else. No, me neither. But but that contract, that cap it, will be gone. He'll probably sign for a lot less. Yeah, yeah, he'll sign a team-friendly deal. He will do like a – he'll pull a Chara deal, you know, from what he did. Right. Or a uh, Thornton deal. Which then gives the team a lot more money to to give to McKinnon or whoever else. Yeah, Yeah, the wiggle room, sure, but. You've yeah, got a lot of talent dollars. you're gonna have to pay for, and you've got to look in the long run. That's you've got a lot of money you're about to hand out. Some JT of that's got to go. As well is a UFA next season, because you got to also 
take out some money for goaltending. Honestly, you got to get a better goaltending situation. I don't. I don't mind Kemper. I think Kemper is. He's not consistent. He's not consistent. The thing with Kemper he's is he, he he's he's good. He's always the issue with Kemper is he he's had injury issues. That's his that's the issue with his career. Yeah, for sure. That's the issue with a lot of goalies, though. But yeah, so that's I, I think Kemper. You give him one more year. You get, he signs a one year deal this year, and says, "Prove me you can do it for a full season." Again. Yeah, like the, no, the he doesn't deserve that treatment. He he deserves a deal. Um. I don't know. I, with Kemper, I would say, yeah, you got to make a decision. You're either going to run him or you're going to yeah. you're going to have to replace him. It's not like he's a 22 year old who's been in the league a couple of years. He's yeah, he's been around. You got to make a decision on him. You can't just be iffy with him. Maybe he's going to have a hard, hard, hard time with goaltending. What was that? Maybe they'll go trade for Elmer. I'd be, I'd be okay with that. A lot of, a lot of teams this offseason are going to have a lot of big decisions to make on their goaltending. That's a big, big thing this year. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's this offseason is going to be fun. I, I, I don't know. It's going to be probably really quiet, honestly. But the goaltending situations around the league is going to be one of, the, I think, the biggest, biggest. I think it's going to be. Busier than we expected, than you expect it to be. Oh, I expect it to be very busy, especially with what Alan Walsh said a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I didn't actually like, hear what he said. He said that the salary cap uh, in the summer of 2025 could go up by $10 million. Okay, I did hear that. I didn't know he said that. I, yeah, I heard it, that, but. So I think teams are going to be playing for that and playing around that with what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, that's true, and that gives gives a lot of teams wiggle room. But uh, I just don't know. His COVID situation did screw the cap up for a lot of teams, and a lot of teams are in some rough situations when it comes to their cap, and Toronto. especially my team. Yep, I was going to say that. hello, Toronto. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Montreal's not uh, Montreal's better now. They got rid of Weber, and yeah, Montreal and screwed only, themselves with Anderson. Montreal's no Montreal's going to have a really big issue because I'm I I'm almost ninety percent certain Price is going to have to call his career i think so as well um, he, he's got to get a second he's a second opinion on that leg yeah. third opinion he's on a third opinion now oh he's on third yeah okay yeah, yeah. no he's gonna he's gonna have to call it With I, already I agree the, in that. Uh, the rehabilitation for the you know, obviously but the um a, an issue he had we won't go into that they can't at least with price's contract it's not like the weber contract so at least if he retires he retires and that's it yeah they're not going to have to, you know, pay, you know, suffer Maybe. That. Unless somebody goes to them and says, hey, if Price retires, <laughs> we want that deal. Well, no, no. Like, so the, the issue was if Price retires, it just goes to insurance, whatever, and then it becomes a dead dead cap or a dead uh, deal. Whereas if Weber officially retires, his contract becomes a $27 million cap hit in Nashville. Well, that's the thing. Like, if. It, price it, doesn't have that penalty because because of Price's contract was Weber got signed. In. Yeah, he's he's uh, belongs to Vegas now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Trade them for Evgeny Dadnov. Yeah, it's not a bad trade, but yeah, I wouldn't not, have gone for that, an not the smartest deal. Of yeah, the world. I wouldn't have gone for an offenseman, honestly. Well, the reason I think Montreal did it for so they have a lot of contracts ending up this year, but next year, as far as young players, um, so that would happen would be that 
Dadnoff contract ends at the end of this year, whereas Weber's contract is another four years, and then you can't use out the IR in the summer. So, but that happening is you get your seven, extra seven million dollars next year that they can use to re-sign a lot of the young players that they want to re-sign. Um, which is ice, like Alexander Romanov and. I, I also don't think it was all on Montreal on this one. I because we got to remember Vegas had to get rid of Dadnov. Yeah. So I yeah. think that was a a circumstantial like benefit for them. Yeah. It was an opportunity they had to take. And I, I think Montreal won this trade just as as far as cap goes in the long term. But oh. for now, it's good. They, they, Vegas didn't have much of a choice. Yeah, it was the, also, that was the if, best period. If Weber retires, it'll be just be funny because it's a twenty-seven million dollar cap hit in Nashville. Yeah, Nashville's gonna have to figure that out. I no Weber. Too. Weber won't do pay. that to Nashville. Oh, I wish he would. No, but the thing is, he might not have a choice too. <laughs> you yeah have a choice. Well, you I mean, know, you want to get you can down retire without filling out the appropriate paperwork. Players do it all the time. That's what he's done, basically. Right, but the NHL is investigating it now because some team filed a complaint against Montreal last year because of it. A yeah. petty team. Well, I don't know which team it was. I think it was Carolina, to be honest. Hey, but anyway, so now that Montreal, now that they're investigating it, the NHL offices have to investigate it. Therefore, if they conclude that he has to, he has to officially retire, depending on whatever their findings are. I, <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but well, that's that's the case, right? So it, it all depends on whatever the NHL office is finding the investigation. And again, that's just because Carolina last year made a complaint because Carolina's petty and they're trying to start stuff against Montreal. Carolina won that already. I don't oh. think it was Carolina. I don't know if it would be Carolina. I think a petty team would be like Boston. Ottawa. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It, yeah, it may have been Ottawa. Before, before Malik passed away. Yeah. yeah, that would definitely be Ottawa. Uh, that that anyway. falls under Ottawa's, you know, MO. It yeah, because Car- Carolina was already like, hey, we won. We don't need to do anything else. Speaking of no, Ottawa, but this, wait, this investigation talk. happened before the cop can name anything. Uh, I don't they, know. They, oh, uh, anyway, mm-hmm. it ha- the investigation that came out before the cop can name anything, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that would be a that would be a part. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I just can't wait to talk about more about Ottawa when we get into the uh, Hall of Fame <laughs> stuff. There's somebody yes. I have to talk about there. That's so. I guess that's it for the playoffs. Unless you guys want to keep talking about Colorado and how great they are. No, I'm done with that. (laughs) All right, cool. So, (laughs) Hall of Fame inductees. Uh, First off, we'll go with uh, Ottawa guys. So excited about Ottawa. Player, I got to watch a lot growing up because I I live in the greater Ottawa area, or kind of on the Quebec side. Uh, I don't even want to. Daniel Alfredson. I am happy about him. He's such a good. Good person. He was a great player to watch all his life. Unfortunately, he never got the Stanley Cup, but he was a great player his whole career. And he's a very good person. He's very good for the community. Outstanding person. And a very well-liked man in Ottawa. Ran around Ottawa. Hockey in general. Yeah. I don't know about that. There's one city he wasn't welcome in. Toronto? Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
I still remember growing up watching the hockey games, and every time he touched a puck, all the crowd just roared in the booze. Yeah, but that's like they always boo a good player in another team, right? I just I think it was just the fun of it. You know, you're poking fun at them. It was just fun. Yeah, Yeah, that player. Don't get me wrong, but that that to me is more of a basically a respect thing. If you're if you get if you're a top tier player and you get booed every time you touch the puck, that's a respect thing. That's the thing. It's not like Alfredson to Toronto was what Tavares is with the Islanders. Islanders is just all disrespect. Alfredson, it was more of just like a, a, you know, playful poke when the rivalry. Oh, yeah, especially then when Toronto sucked. Yeah, you can just suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. It was the 10 years of darkness, or however long was the darkness in Toronto. What darkness in Toronto? You said 10 years? I thought it was 50. Well, I'm I feel like years. it's darker now for Toronto than it was then, because then we didn't have hope. Now every day we have hope. and it's just... I was going to say, the darkness is still going on. Bro, bro, yeah. no, I'd rather I'd rather the ten year darkness than every year it's the same. Oh, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, but at least now you guys have good regular seasons, right? Whereas like then it was just like woo. Well, the the issue in that those years it was just like your team was like stuck in the mediocrity and the curse of mediocrity. Like you weren't bad enough to be last place, but you weren't good enough to make the playoffs. Yeah, it was like a. I guess it would be where um. Philadelphia, San Jose, yeah, Philadelphia, all those guys are right now. We're just your curse for management. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I, just every year having that hope, you can't even help it too, because you just go into the season, you're like, I don't care what you do this regular season, I'm not going to put faith in it, and then you get to the playoffs, and you're like, you know what, it's this year, it's this year, we're doing it this year. <laughs> Every time I've done this. Hey, man. I feel like I'm in an abusive relationship. It's Stockholm Syndrome. I just keep coming back. That's great. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. Anyways, Um, back to Ottawa and Daniel Alfredson. Yes. Do you have anything to add to that, Paul? Uh, No, I just, it it was a lot of fun watching him play growing up. Because being in Ontario, got to watch Hockey Night in Canada, and it was either the Leafs or the Sens or both, basically. And getting to watch him play for as long as I did, it was a lot of fun. And every time he stepped on the ice, it something something okay. awesome could happen, and a lot of fun could happen watching him. So yeah. that's that's all I got to say about Alfred. So, yeah, great player, obviously. No. Moving on down the list, we're going to go to uh, the Sedins. I'm just going to say the Sedins because they're basically the same person divided in two. Oh, yeah. That is a – that is well-deserved. That is – I mean, the twins, like, yeah. I mean, we, can, out- we can lump all three of the, them together because they all lost to no. Boston in 2011. So No, no I'll do them separate <laughs> because the Sedins are offensive powerhouses and all that stuff. And Lou was a was a goaltender. And and not only that, he was the last goaltender with a C. Everybody's got to remember that. And and Ooh. they all lost to Boston. Yeah, well, you know what? Boston has lost plenty of times themselves, haven't they? 
They have. What not. happened this year? Ultimate losers. What happened this year was Montreal choked, but we're not talking about Montreal. We're talking about the Sedines. Really? I didn't see Montreal in the playoffs. Where was that? Exactly. Montreal is the worst team in the league. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know about choking. I, I I saw some choking happening in Boston. But um, I, oh, I saw choking hate. happening in Toronto. Uh, you know what? There's choking hazards all over the place. You know, let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, just stop I, talking. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, you know, um, uh, the Sedins, the Sedins were all outstanding players, great offensive powerhouses. They have one brother setting up the other one, just like the yeah, some kind of weird twin telepathy thing going on. They can always know each other on the ice. Outstanding players to watch. Amazing players to watch. And the story of how they got drafted is hilarious. If you ever yeah. listen to Brian Burke talk about that. Yeah, I remember that story. So if, if, if any of you listeners want to go out there and find the story, it's hilarious. I recommend it. Um, moving on down the list here of Hall of Fame inductees. We got hey, Robert- I wasn't done talking about the Sedines. I, I want to say about the scenes real quick. Uh, I still remember their their banner or their um, when they retired the numbers. I I actually that was the one time I cried when somebody got retired, and it wasn't like I was sad. That was a very emotional, like you know, gripping moment. Like that was built up. Yeah, and a whole city, not even the whole city, the whole hockey community, just they were like one of the big faces of just generosity, sportsmanship, and just, you know, the right way to play hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are well-deserved in the Hall of Fame. Well, they they were something unique, definitely, because have we ever seen twins play together and be this successful in the NHL? Like It was, it was a at a time story. where you had Crosby, Ovechkin coming up and killing it. And you had the Sedin, the rise of Sedins too, around the same time. And they were unique because, again, you had Crosby, who was skilled offensively, not a great, not the best sniper in the world. That was OV. OV did the sniping. And you kind of had them both on one team in two different players, really. You had a lesser version of the both of them. And sometimes not even a lesser version because that's how good they both were. So, uh, oh, you're, you're going to say? Yeah, but the one thing I, I, I always remember about the Sedins is their last game. I, I don't know if I'm going to remember this correctly, so don't fully quote me on this. But I remember they said the last game they played, uh, the the game-winning goal, or it was one of the goals scored, was from Henrik to Daniel, or Daniel to Henrik, whichever one it was. And the time they scored the goal at, equaled the time of their numbers combined. And yeah. that was just like, uh, yeah. that was very, like, that's like weird, creepy weird, but that's, that's a movie perfect ending. It's yeah. Hockey odds. Yeah, exactly. That is, that is the perfect ending to a perfect career. And I believe that goal was in overtime. I think so. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't remember, but, but I remember they, they, they uh, were saying that story at the retirement, the number retirement, and that that is yeah. that one in a million chance. Oh, for sure. Oh, I was just gonna say again, like growing up watching hockey night in Canada. After I would watch the Sens of the Habs or the Sens Habs or Sens or Leafs, I can't talk now. Um, right after that, you go to the 
East or the West Coast game and you'd watch Vancouver play. Or Calgary Edmonton. Yeah, which... Oh, that was great. That's always great. Yeah, and you watch Vancouver play LA or you watch Vancouver play Ottawa or um, Edmonton, Calgary, one of the California teams. Just a lot of fun. Again, like I said, watching two, two unique players play basically every weekend. You got to see it. Yeah, one thing I want to mention when we talk about Western teams, did anybody else feel very underwhelmed about the uh, battle for Alberta series? That was very underwhelming. I think Calgary choked hard in that series. Yeah, that was that was like I heard that was going to happen. I was like, okay, and like just seeing it was like, okay. Yeah. Anyways. The heat was no. definitely there, but <laughs> the flames. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. On to the next player. Yeah. So the last one that we're going to talk about, because uh, the other two I'm not too familiar with, um, Roberto Luongo, a French Canadian, as Paul was saying earlier. Quebec doesn't produce very many good goalies, but I mean the top goalies of all time are from Quebec. That's okay. not what I said. All right, hold up. Let debatable, but go ahead. I what said they don't have any good goalies right now except for one. They have the one good goalie and that's of it. all time, all from Quebec. Uh, no, the top the top ones, the top three are all from Quebec. Bauer? Hmm? He's on the top three. Oh, I put him in the top three. The top three, Martin Brodeur, Roberto Luongo, or Macandre Fleury. As far as wins go, those are the top three. Or Patrick Wendt. I would have been putting Brodeur up there. Come on. That's what I said, Brodeur. Oh, okay. Sorry, it's French accent. Um, but but um, I don't know. I'd still put I'd still put Bauer up there. I'd put Bauer up there. Yeah, but he's not in the top three. The top three is like you have Patrick Roy. Are you Martin just going Brodeur. by wins? By, by wins and career, yes. Okay, if we're going statistics, yeah, okay, fine. But like, yeah, yeah, if you're going like the top three of all time, yeah, yeah, Verwa, Brother, and Fleury, and then Luongo. Okay, I don't want to uh, talk about this anymore. Yeah, let's, let's move. <laughs> Anyways, Luongo. I'm right. I'm right. No, I, I'll, I'll just... be a man and I'll admit when I'm wrong. Fine. Quebec produces very good goalies, but not this year. I still won't admit it because I, I need to research it. But, anyways. <laughs> Uh, Luongo, again, watching Vancouver, he very – his career was weird. Uh, okay. <laughs> he, he was great in Vancouver, but after he left Vancouver, it was like, okay, it's like some weird reality show going on with him. Yeah. when I mean, he, was, he was really good in Florida early in his career, and then he ended up in Vancouver. He was great in Vancouver, and then he went back to Florida and then had injuries and retired. When it was bad in yeah, Vancouver, to- it was bad. Yeah, but when he went back to Florida – he, it, there was something like he was trying to do a showman style type type goaltending. It was it was weird. He was very flamboyant. I mean, he was trying to be like Patrick Patty Roy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it was him trying to prove that he is still that good. I think he's more just the guy who who's uh who's kind of like a class clown. He just yeah. I was yeah. going to say, very funny follow well, on Twitter. You, you, yeah. you know what's funny? If you, if you like look at 
remember Toronto tried to sign him whenever he was a free agent and ended up going to uh, Florida? I'm kind of happy we didn't, but yeah. Yeah, no, I feel like Toronto would have been not happy with that. Oh, I would not have been happy with that at all. I don't think he like, would have done good in Toronto. No, because not of at his all. personality. And even then, Toronto is just more of a place for young goalies to go because, you know, Toronto develops the best goalies for every other team to take. Toronto is I mean, a place where you're, if you're a career backup in California, you go to Toronto. Yeah. If you're a career backup, go to Toronto. You become a star starter and get a. No, no. You know, only, huge only in California. Only in California. If you're a career backup from California, from one of those three teams, then you go to Toronto. I, I can't, like, every, <laughs> every goalie, I swear. Almost like every goalie Toronto's had that's become like, oh, he's real good, and he leaves, of course. And then we go back to the, all right, well, we'll go with this guy and see how he works. Oh, he's really good. Bye. You know who would I think would have actually been good in Toronto and then ended up not being able to stay in Toronto? Yeah. Harry Sateri. Who? What? Harry Sateri. What? Right. I think. Is Terry? Harry yeah. Sateri. No, he wouldn't have done anything in Toronto. No, 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 no. I think he would have been a decent backup. No, uh, yeah, maybe no. backup, maybe a third string, but uh, third string. I think string. he would have helped fix your Morazic issue. I, I think he would have fixed the Hutchinson issue. That, that's what I would have uh, Hutchinson's the ghost that just doesn't disappear. He just keeps reappearing. <laughs> oh, Harry God. Sateri. When I, you, saw, you, I I didn't even know they got Hutchinson back. I just saw him in a game one day, and I was like, wait, we have this guy again? Oh, no. You throw him up, you, you throw him up the door, and he appears behind you. He's like yeah. that cartoon where you throw something away, and it's just back behind you, pop, right in your face. Yeah, yeah I. he reminds me of Peter Buddha. <laughs> Oh, oh, Peter Budai. And if you're a career starter trying to rejuvenate your career, do not go to Montreal to play it back up. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Oh, Scrivens. <laughs> Near me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, what was his name? Um, Minnesota goalie, uh, Devin Dubnik. Yeah, Dubnik. Jeez. Oh, yeah, those were the days. I mean, Hammond went there, he won a game that got traded. Um, another thing I want to say about chance. Luongo, though, I'm surprised he got in because he doesn't have a Stanley Cup, does he? Yeah, no? neither the city. Nobody, nobody, nobody has a cup. Yeah, but oh, that's yeah, what no. I'm saying. Normally, goalies, if you don't have a cup, you don't make it in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, but Luongo, you got to put him in the Hall it's, of Fame. You it's got to look at his career. Yeah, which that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of it's good the gold goalies. medal. It's the gold medal that got, got him in. Uh, I don't even think it would be the medal. Because it's the no, Hockey Hall of Fame. It's, it's not early. Yes, well, but still, that, if, that, but... if you don't, normally, if you don't, if you're a goalie and you don't have a Stanley Cup, you don't make it in the Hall of Fame. That's just yes, a known thing. They also look at. I know what hockey, they look right? at. They look at all international tournaments, everything. But that's what I'm, what I'm saying is there's a discrimination of goalies that don't have a cup that should be in the Hall of Fame that aren't. Yeah, that's definitely true, I'd say. But you know but I think – sorry, go ahead. Talking about the Hall of Fame stuff, you know who I actually am surprised about who didn't get it, though? Yerman Yager. Zetterberg. Yager's still active in camp. He can't be <laughs> yeah, what the heck? Zetterberg didn't go in. Yeah. Albertson yeah. over Zetterberg. But you know what I did hear about Zetterberg? He's possibly going to go for a coaching role. Heard he, that too. he wouldn't be bad. 
That would be. I heard I him. Would, I heard I him that work out. And uh, Lidstrom are, are looking at coaching roles. Yeah, Lidstrom is really their. Uh, Lidstrom's work working for Detroit right now. Yeah, but I heard they're looking at promoting him to a coaching role of some sorts. No, they, yeah, they're scout. looking for a new head coach. I'm pretty sure. Understand what I heard. Sure, pretty sure Zetterberg and Lind, uh, was named Lindstrom. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the ones that were the big names in the conversation for that coaching role, and and I honestly want to see Zetterberg get that. That would be. I mean, Steve Eiserman, though he's he keeps the cards close to his chest, so you never know. What yeah. Do. Who knows? Maybe we'll maybe will bring Babcock back. Oh, that would be funny. Ooh. If they but, oh, if they did that, that would. Yeah, I, I wonder how that would work out. I I oh. honestly I don't know if that would piss off the fans or cheer the fans up. Uh, even even uh, I wouldn't even think be thinking about the fans. I just don't think Babcock would be a, uh, the right coach for their situation right now. Yeah, the, all the young maybe, players. Maybe he'll sign Ducharme to a one-year contract. Yeah, you stop trying think. to get Ducharme a deal. No, hear me out. They'll sign him for a one-year deal this year, just to tank. <laughs> to get Bedard. You know, actually, I will say, if any team ever got screwed in the draft more, it would be uh, it'd be amazing because Detroit gets screwed every year. Uh, I don't know. Arizona gets screwed too, but they also did their own undoing. That, yeah, but. they... they <sighs> But they still did get screwed too. Yeah, not just because of what they did. But yeah, it's it's Detroit gets screwed a lot in the draft lottery. Yeah, Detroit shouldn't ever try to tank ever again. No, it doesn't help. <laughs> it it well, really doesn't. Now we're just rambling about the draft lottery, so Which I is think we can wrap funny. it up tonight. Hey, no. that's a good segue to our next show. Give a little preview. So, yeah, next show we will be talking about the draft. And also, I'd like to remind all our listeners to please go to fatdave.com and buy some T-shirts, hoodies, and uh, underwear if you're really hot. Because we have merch. We don't have underwear merch, though, so. Do we not? We can make your own. We can make your own. Buy a T-shirt, cut it it into a nice little crop top. There you go. You have a nice little underwear. Good to go. Everybody, listen. You really support this podcast, and I see that I'll make some underwear. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. first our producer is going to make me use own custom underwear. It's going to have his face right in the crotch. Speedo, speedo style. Oh God! All right, folks, have a good week. Stay safe.